and gents, it's Monday. We're ready to rock and roll. Man, don't you wish you could have some of your life stuff on autopilot? Me too. That's the co- <laughs> that's the topic of today's uh, uh, podcast. So let's get to it. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Plus! All right, ladies and gents, here we go. Sales and marketing is the key to maintaining and scaling a business. You must have a process in place. And today, technology allows for so many of these processes to be automated. But therein lies the problem. There are so many automation tools that it can be really overwhelming. And today's guest is here to save entrepreneurs a ton of headaches. No more banging your head on the table trying to figure it all out. Instead, harness the power of automation with some digital allies on your side. Let's welcome to the show from TimeOnTarget.com founder and CEO, Mr. Kevin Snow. All right, Kevin, here we go, man. Ready to rock and roll. What do you think so far? Hey, this is awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I This is probably the most high-energy podcast I've ever been on. Good. <laughs> so, then I'm sitting far awesome. up here, man. Let's do this thing. All right, let's talk about it. Sales and marketing, man. Uh, every business uh, owner, usually the story goes, I hate my job. I'm really good at this thing. I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it better than my business can. So they go out, they venture out, and they're really good technicians, but they figure out real quick, getting customers, ugh, that's difficult. How do I do that part of the business? Yep. Uh, how'd you get into this space, man? So I actually launched my company back in 2010, but for a whole completely different reason. I was doing some networking, uh, working with a, one of the international networking organizations, and I was really good at launching chapters. So other regions were paying me to... Uh, come see them and I need to start a company so I can take payment. I'm Hmm. like, sweet. So I I made a company and that was really cool. And I started talking about networking and sales and marketing to uh, conferences and at different uh, business organizations, chambers, all that type of stuff. And it was really fun. Uh, And then I deployed. I went over to Kuwait and ran missions into Iraq for a year during the drawdown. And I came back and I had no clients. I had no uh, speaking gigs set up. I had nothing in my pipeline. I And I, I had that oh shit moment where I realized mm-hmm. I had just discovered the major flaw in my business and that it couldn't survive me being gone. So we did this huge pivot in the company uh, to instead of me being the product and we turned the speaking into business development, uh, tasks. And then we started consulting. So we started going into actual businesses that were at a growth stage and they're at the point of, you know, we're selling stuff, we're bringing on money, we have people uh, doing the stuff for us. Uh, and I'm just really busy as a business owner. I need to hire salespeople. So we would help them actually launch a sales team. We'd go through that whole process of, all right, so what goes in the in the job description? How do you actually interview for salespeople? We'd teach them that process. Mm. We'd help them uh, map out their sales process and their buyer process. And how do you how do you train salespeople to follow this process? How do you manage salespeople? We basically help them write their sales 
division playbook for them over the course of six months. And when we were done, they'd have salespeople and it was awesome. We're, at, we're doing a ton of cool stuff for clients, and I was learning a ton about stuff that I hadn't really been exposed to a lot before, so it was really cool. Uh, but I started finding a ton of stuff that uh, were just bottlenecks for me, uh, one of which was that whole hiring process. If you're going to hire three salespeople at once, you're doing a ton of initial interviews just to do the the. Yeah. the uh, the uh, screening piece. So I'm like, wow, I can have like a client at a time and that is not so good for cash flow. So we started really niching down to what we did to the point where our whole focus now became on, all right, so how do you sell and how do your buyers make purchasing decisions? And then I had my next, oh crap, I'm an idiot moment where I realized that I was leaving a, a ton of money on the table because I was bringing in third party individuals to actually do the automation stuff. And I knew how to do the automation stuff because I was doing it for my business. So I was like, oh, you're, you're an idiot. Uh, so we, we made another big shift where we started bringing on partners of uh, CRMs, email autom marketing automation tools, uh, proposal systems, you know, all that type of stuff that would be what we would specialize in. Uh, so then we got paid by them and we got paid by the clients for setting everything up. And we really brought it all in house so we could go in and say, all right, so let's map out your process and we're going to help you fix all your tech stuff. So it actually works correct. And that's where really where I'm at right now. We're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. Because at the end of the day, that's what that sales cycle is really for, right? I mean, yep. look, you got into this. I always talk about how there's a difference between your purpose and your business's purpose. Your purpose is to be of service to others. That's you going out and doing the actual work. But your business's purpose is to make a profit. I mean, you were talking about how... As your own business developed, you were like, look, every single time I'm starting to do good, I look at my process and I'm like, wait, there's a step that I could automate here. What am I doing? And then you go and solve that step. And all it really does is help your bottom line. Your bottom line ends up increasing with a lot of these automations. Um, let's talk about who you're, who, who's the client that you're looking for. I mean, obviously, you're, you, you can be in a particular niche. Tell me a little bit about your ideal client. I am so looking my for qualities beyond the physical. Yeah, beyond the physical. <laughs> beyond the physical. My biggest clients that I love working with are in the tech industries. So I love, you know, software as a service, managed service providers, cybersecurity. Uh, those are the companies I loved working with the most because I grew up in sales doing tech sales. So I hmm. sold telecom. I sold wireless. Uh, I sold managed service. I sold salesforce.com at one time back when it was actually salesforce.com. Uh, and so I understand that whole concept of translating features and capabilities into the effects. And it's not mm. just the benefits. It's actually what are the impacts it's going to have on the business is what you need to be talking about. So I love working with tech firms. But then I also found that I am really good with consultants and coaches who are mm. trying to bring on clients that uh, as coaching clients, filling out masterminds, uh, you know, doing the group coaching thing. I understand that stuff really well, too. So I kind of have these really two kind of opposite uh, groups that I work with. But they both are a lot of fun because they're both trying to drive new stuff forward and come up with new technologies and, and new ways of doing things. So it keeps kind of keeps me on top of my game to figure out, all right, so what's a new cool thing that I can do or what can we build that's going to help them take their business forward? 
So techies and coaches. And if you're a coach that's a techie, that's even better, I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that works That works the best, I guess, ideally. Now, exactly. Uh, let's talk about it. Okay, so we got tech people. We got coaches. We definitely got a lot of coaches that come on the show, listen to the show. Um, what's that sales process like? So what is it that you do, essentially, with the clients? What do you do? We have a couple different steps that we go through with the clients. It really depends on how developed they are already. A lot of my clients, when I get to them and I ask, hey, so let's talk about what your sales process is, they can't really answer that question. They don't, you know, they, well, I meet with them and then, you know, I'll send them pricing and then, you know, then it's just trying to get them to close. And they don't really have any of the deep insight into how they're actually selling. Uh, and when I, then I start asking about, all right, so how do your clients make purchasing decisions? They, they're absolutely clueless. So usually our first step for a lot of clients, especially ones that are in that early growth phase, is helping them figure that stuff out, helping them really focus on who their clients are, how they make decisions, what they're trying to achieve, and then taking that. And now our step two is, all right, so now we have a process. Where are all the redundant tasks that you're doing that's taking up your time? Where are the communications that you're doing with every client that we can use automation for so we can actually take stuff off your your to-do list so that you have more time to talk to more clients or to actually work on scaling your company? That's a that's a huge aspect of that, that business process, though. Like, I, figuring out where I am right now. Like, where are you today? Yep. And then let's go from there and, and create a plan to move forward. Because I think a lot of times um, business owners think they're in a certain place in their business and don't realize where they actually are. You have to ask some of these types of questions to figure out exactly where they are. And more importantly, where is it that you want to go? Like, what is this exit strategy that you have for this business? Because your job when you create a business is not to be trapped in it. It's to make your way out of it, make it operational so that it functions without you, absent of you. That's how you know you're, you're ideal, you're, you're absolutely successful. Yep. So um, when coaches come in and look for you in the process, um, what, is, what does that look like as far as a sales process with you? Like, you know, is this like a, a 30 days? Is this a coaching class? Is, you know, what's this process like? It, it really So it really depends on what we're going to do with them and how in depth and what type of project we're going to execute for the client on how long it takes. I do both uh, project based stuff where we just come in and we do one thing and then we're out and it's you know, theirs to run. But then I have a lot. Most of my clients actually are on retainers with me where we're building stuff and continuing to improve their processes for both business-wise and sales on a regular, on a monthly basis. We're building stuff out new every month for them. Uh, and one of my clients, I actually am now a business partner with in a whole new company because we did some really cool stuff and we're like, all right, so let's do this. All right, cool. Now I have a new business on the side. So, you know, it, it depends on what we want to do with them. Most, most business owners I've found, especially in the B2B space, are, like you said, really great at what they did. But they're trying to figure out all the other stuff, and they're not so good at this whole automation stuff. They don't understand how it should fit together. When we walk into clients, a lot of times they have all these different systems. It's kind of like they're duct taped together. Mm. You know, yeah. 
data's not yeah data's not flowing smoothly from the crm to the proposal tool or back if someone approves a proposal it's not tr triggering stuff in the crm or the email marketing you know they don't know when people sign up for lead magnets if they should be calling them or not they don't have any of the all the fine details worked out they just literally have all the stuff that some internet guru said you need to have email marketing you need to have a crm and they said oh i'm gonna buy a crm and then they try and use it out of the box and then it just screws up their process because they try and do it how the you know the textbook says, not how they've actually discovered works well for them. Yeah, it's a uh, guilty man. I'm I'm there, dude. I'm there. I got I got Click Funnels. I got Mailchimp. I got Go High Level. I got all kinds of stuff that uh, it works together, right? I mean, you you do figure this thing out. How is this going to function for me? I mean, it works for what we use it for, but at the same time. As a new business owner, that's a learning curve in and of its own to figure out each individual platform and then get them communicating with each other. It's ridiculous. And here's the thing, like my background is in is in taxes and accounting. That's where I started at, right? And uh, anytime I would do a tax return, people always looked at me and said, God, you're a genius, you're so smart. And I feel like people who can do automations and tech savvy get that same label, dude, you're so smart, Kevin. I don't know how you, do this, <laughs> how you figure it out. You must've been a genius. I teach a, school, at a, a high school course called Financial Algebra. And I got all the kids that didn't do so hot in high school. And I, one of the questions I love to ask my guests is, what was your high school academic uh, history like in that, that put you in a position where you are today? So I did not pay as much attention in high school as I probably should have. I was much more focused on all my activities. I went to a, a small high school. I grew up in the middle of South Dakota. So it was a small country high school, graduated with 22 people. Uh, so, you know, there are like 80 people in the high school. So we all did everything. We, you know, played three sports, some four sports. We're all in band. We're all in chorus. You know, we did all the stuff. So I really spent a lot of time on that. And, and I was fortunate that I was intelligent enough that I could get by school and pass. And I tested really well for ACTs and all that stuff. So I got into a good school and everything. But, you know, I didn't really put as much effort in as I should have <laughs> back in high school. Um, so I was not good at math. I was really good at geometry, geometry and statistics. I aced those classes for math, algebra, nice. algebra, uh, anything else. Yeah, not so much. I trig, I could not understand the like, sine, cosine and how those things work together. You know, not at all. Uh, but, you know, some parts there was it just absolutely made sense. You know, I, I was the same for science with uh, genetics. I broke the curve in college for a genetics class and I, you know, I aced the test and everyone was like, crap, I'm going to get a 30 now because you, you, <laughs> you got a hundred son of a bitch. I hate you. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so there were some that I was really good at and then other ones I was just like, Oh God, just, you know, take, can, do I have to take this class? Does this actually, I, I have to pass to graduate really? God damn when it. When am I ever going to use this thing, man? When am I yeah. ever going to use this stuff? Look, look, don't feel bad. I, I, uh, I've had students and I can, I can almost always tell the ones that struggle with the algebra stuff, rock it in the geometry and the ones that can rock it in geometry. They're not very good at the algebra stuff. It's, it's like you get one or the other, the way your, <laughs> your mind works for a lot of kids. Uh, at least that's that's what I've noticed. So it's it's not it's not just you. There's a lot Good. of them where, where yeah, the geometry makes sense and something X doesn't for some reason. Yeah, the whole you know if this then that and all the proofs. Oh my God, those are just those are perfect sense to me. And it, and I've come to learn after a bunch of different uh, personality tests. I am super analytical, 
So I, I guess that was probably the you know same for that. And I could understand, well, if this angle mat is this and this angle has to be this because a straight line is 180 degrees. So that, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's super easy. And the opposite <laughs> angle has to be the same. I'm like, how do you how do you all not understand this, really? So that, that's kind of how I was at high school. I can't believe you guys are failing. What This is easy. And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, okay. It, it, it makes sense to you. It clicked for you. It didn't click for yeah. me. Let me ask you this, Kevin, because um, in, in my class, uh, I do most of the stuff is the book work because, you know, I work for the state of California. So technically, you know, got to do all this, all the stuff yep. the state wants you to. But the other part is I try to make it applicable. And so this year I'm going to have the kids instead of having groups, they're going to have corporations and we're going to have them selling things because I believe that selling is a skill that you can learn, whether you get up and talk to people or you can create content to sell stuff, um, that that's a skill yep. that you can take with you. Um, digital creators, editors, all that stuff are making big buku bucks right now because there's so many people looking for that skill set. If you could give advice to a 17-year-old kid who's about to embark in his first entrepreneurial venture in a classroom, uh, what would you advise them? So I would probably give them the exact same advice I give to new entrepreneurs in, you know, outside of the classroom. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, the first thing you need to go do is go sell your product. You know, when I relaunched Time on Target after the deployment, I came back and I started doing, you know, because I wanted to shift the focus from me. I wanted to focus to be Time on Target and the branding and what we were building there. So I started doing all the things I thought CEOs are supposed to be doing, you know, like uh, marketing stuff, building a website, building a culture deck. Uh, HubSpot's culture deck was all the rage at that point. So I was like, <laughs> oh, this is cool. I'm going to do one of those. Uh, and uh, so I was doing all this stuff until the my deployment money started running out. I was like, crap, I need to go sell things. So then I got into having to go out and actually make conversations so now I tell all the new entrepreneurs I'm working with, they're like, you gotta be getting in conversations. You gotta be talking to potential uh, clients and asking questions and, and talking about your stuff and what they're doing and how it can help because that's how you do market research. That's how you figure out if your product is actually a real product that people are gonna give you money for. If you can't find anyone to buy your product, most likely it's not because you suck at sales. Most likely it's because the product doesn't actually have the fit that you thought, or it's not the pain point for that client that every that you thought it would be. So, you know, the, that, that's a key thing. Have as many conversations as possible. Get in front of as many decision makers and talk about what's going on in their world and how you can help them and get someone to say yes. And then when they do figure out, all right, so why'd they say yes? What did I say that they understood? And now keep saying that stuff to people and see if that keeps working. And it's almost like you're split testing your messaging when with all these conversations. But, you know, that's the thing that most people struggle with. Uh, we'll talk to new business owners that have been around for a while. And they're like, you know, I'm going to hire salespeople. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, well, you know, comfortable with the sale. Themselves, exactly. Right? They're like, well, you know, I'm not good at sales and, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. So I'm going to paint you a, a picture and I need you to tell me what you do in that scenario. Like you have salespeople and they come in from a call and say, hey, boss, I just met with this client. I thought they were going to close. But here, but they didn't, and they're giving me this objection. What should I do? How are you going to uh, how are you going to answer them? Uh, and 
I've never had to deal with that objection is the honest answer, right? <laughs> exactly. How can you have salespeople that are going to be struggling and having issues when you can't help them and you can't give them say, hey, here's what you need to do. I had that happen to me. So that is always the number one thing for an entrepreneur and a business owner is you need to be the number one sales guy or gal. He ain't lying. No, he ain't. He ain't lying. Yeah, you need to be out there doing the work and putting in the reps, you know, if you're going to do the sports analogy, you know, you don't just become a NFL quarterback overnight. You're out there in kids league. You're out there in high school. You're in college. You're putting in the reps and the work and over and over and to, to hone your craft. The same is true with sales. So let me, let me ask you this because that, that idea, that mentality of I'm not a salesperson. I don't like to make the phone calls. That bothers me even to this day. There's times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to pick up the phone. I don't want to get going. <laughs> what do you tell your salespeople? What, like, is it something that's just innate or can we teach that ability to just jump in and, all right, let's make these calls. Let's get this done. So motivation is just really the concept of taking action. And most people have this idea that I'm going to do telemarketing or I'm going to do prospecting and I'm going to take all afternoon to do it. Screw that. I do like 20 minutes in the morning. That is my thing now. I will get up and I will do like 20 minutes on LinkedIn and Facebook, working my uh, Facebook groups and posting and doing stuff on LinkedIn and doing reach outs. And then I'm done. My goal is to do 20 reach outs a day and I'm done. Hmm. And you make it super easy. So you do it in little chunks. You know, yeah, you, you make 15 phone calls on Monday morning at eight o'clock when you know every CEO is in the office. You then you go off and do your other stuff. It's when you when you try and say, all right, I'm gonna telemarket, I'm gonna prospect for two hours today. Now it's like, oh, do I really want to do this? And so you right. start yeah, and you start finding all this other stuff that is more fun or you think is gonna be yeah, a better use of your time to do instead. And then you keep putting off the prospecting all of a sudden your pipeline's empty. And that's, that's true for like anything, right? Like, okay. So I am, I'm, I work out religiously. Like five days a week, I run six miles, 240 pushups, you know, 200 sit-ups. Like it's, it's crazy, but it didn't start that way. Like when I started, I decided I was going to be like, you know what? I'm going to do 200 pushups in a day. I got four hours to do it. Right. And, and it didn't matter every hour, the alarm went off and I would get down and do 50 pushups. And if it took me the entire hour, it took me the entire hour, but you know, usually I got, I got it done. It was in small chunks. Yep. So I would have wins along the way. That's, and that's it. And then you stick to that. It doesn't matter. I did that until I was comfortable and I can get down to two hours and then I can get down to one hour. And then it was like every day in 30 minutes, no problem. But you build the reps. You have, you have to do the work. You have to take the action. Enough goal setting, goal getting is what you got you to gotta do, right? Just yeah. it's the habit that you're creating essentially. Yeah, I've, I've worked with salespeople and sales teams in the past where they set these huge goals. I'm, I'm going to do 300 cold calls this week. Really? Are you? <laughs> Is that realistic? Like you're, you're going to set this big number. And then when you don't hit it, you're going to feel like crap. You're gonna be like, I failed. You know, why don't you set a number that you can achieve each week? And you start there. You know, I'm going to do 20 reach outs a day. Perfect. That means you did 100 calls or 100 messages or something during the week. And then the next day, next week, all right, so I'm going to do 25 a day. And you do these little increases until you find out, one, how to make the reach outs correctly so you're getting a better hit rate. 
so you don't need to do as many. Uh, and then you figure out, you know, how, you know, what your cadence is. And you're going to start figuring out, all right, so I am not so good at actually like knocking on doors and walking into someone's business and getting appointments, but I'm completely fine jumping on the phone or I'm completely fine on a uh, LinkedIn reach out and I do it in a non-spammy way. So people actually reply to me and, you know, yep. you'll figure out what works. Yeah, well, but here's here's the other side of that. Like you keep you keep talking about, you know, like 20 reach outs, right? The communication is opened by you in those 20 minutes. It doesn't necessarily mean that it ends, but it's much easier to continue a conversation after it's been started. And the whole idea behind all of this is that you get these people into your pipeline and your pipeline is not just like something that's dripping. Your pipeline is full of automations and continuing to talk to the client and, you know, acquiescing requests and figuring out what they're looking for so that the start of the conversation is the important part, but the automation continues and nurtures the client. Am I right? Yeah, and I, I really have two sides. I have the automations for when people opt in from appearances or uh, presentations I do, or when you know they find my website or social media and they download one of my things that I've talked about. Now they go into that drip campaign with the goal of getting them at some point to click the button and schedule a meeting with me. Uh, but then I also have my reach outs where they're people that I've found on LinkedIn or that I started engaging in conversations in Facebook groups with that now come into my world as well. And they come directly to the let's let's talk about stuff and let's jump on the calendar with you so we can chat because of how I work that process. So, at, so the end of, at the end of the day, I mean, that's the goal, right? The goal is to eventually get them on your calendar and have a conversation with these people. Yep. But not everybody is ready to talk to you the moment you reach out to them. So that's the part of this nurturing campaign. That's a lot of these automations. To yep. move the client through the sales cycle and eventually get to that conversation that we're looking for. Oh um, yeah, we're I remember. Time. I want to make sure that I give you the the floor to to kind of give me some final thoughts and then close this out for today. Cool. Yeah. So my final thought when it comes to automation, because everyone when they start talking about doing, we're going to do some automation. They come up with these really cool, grandiose ideas that are you know multi campaigns and people are flying from one campaign to the other, and you know they're tracking and doing all this really cool stuff with Facebook and and pixels, and then they start trying to build and they're like, oh, this this is really hard, <laughs> and, and they never finish what they're doing. So they've spent money on. Um, on software, they spent their time, uh, they're not getting any payback for it. So they end up saying, oh, well, automation doesn't work. Well, no, you did it wrong. You know, the key when you start doing automation is pick one thing, you know, yes. pick the thing that's going to free up time for you or is going to impact your ability to sell faster. You know, so a lot of times we'll do the sales process with, you know, the thank you for meeting me with me this week email. That'll be the first thing we'll automate for a sales team or for a business owner so they don't have to do the cut and paste stuff anymore. And it's one simple thing. And then they get used to doing that. And then we'll add in more stuff. And then we'll do another thing. And soon they'll have that big, grandiose, really cool thing that they wanted, but they did it in steps. So they got to feel comfortable and know what it was doing and you know actually see the impact it could have and take time to figure out what works and what doesn't. You know, when you just do this big thing, it's not going to work unless you are already know your client inside and out. It's going to have lots of, of potential fail points in it. And that's the idea, right? The small bite-sized pieces, figure out like, 
for for us on the show, it was something as simple as how do you remind the guests that they're they're about to show up? Yeah. And so we decided to fix create one automation for that. And then once we had that in place, we're like, oh, that works well. What about texting them after the show? What about adding the email campaign? But you figure it out, you make it work, and then you add to that, right? I mean, yeah. you're not going to go in and start lifting thousands of pounds. No, I mean, you're going to need a lot of help for that one. But you go and start with what you can do, and then you work. You make sure you're good at that, add some weight, and keep going. All right, uh, Kevin, last couple things, man. Like, if people are interested, they, they know they're at a position now where they're like, okay, I need to get these automations put in place. Um, how do they get a hold of you? Say hello to my little friend. So the easiest way is to just email me at and the email sc- scrolling across the bottom of the screen. It's kevin.snow at time hyphen on hyphen target.com. Uh, and you can get in my world that way and let me know you heard me on the, the Business Bros uh, show and we'll set up a time to talk. Or uh, I actually have a free gift get a gift for your listeners today. They oh, you do. I, hold on, hold on. I got a slide for that one. Where, where's he? Where's he at? Here we go. Me? I'm giving away free money. Okay, not free money, but something is, is valuable. <laughs> it's totally as good as free money. So if they want to text the words sell smarter, S-E-L-L-S-M-A-R-T-E-R to 612-429-4298, I'll actually send them a guide to with a bunch of questions that they can use to uh, to map out how their clients make purchasing decisions and a guide that they can use to figure out what content corresponds to each step in the sales cycle so they can make sure they're not pushing their sales too fast through the through the funnel and they're going at the right speed and they actually understand what's going on in their clients heads. Analyze it, ladies and gents, really what it comes down to. Look, you know your business as maybe you just know the tech part and you're learning the business part. Maybe the sales scares you, but you know you need to do it. If that's you, then I need you guys to take a moment and go to www.time-on-target.com. Time on target. And there's dash in between on and in between the two ons. Get there. And get started. Like the first thing you need to do is have a conversation. Get on the calendar. Let's talk about where you are. It's like a therapy session. You usually don't think you need it, but when you sit down on that couch and you start going through all the spider webs and skeletons in that closet, all of a sudden the picture starts to present itself. And you need an outside uh, point of view to, to show you exactly where you are, where you want to go, and the steps to automate that process. www.timeontarget.com, time-on-target.com. Kevin, thank you very much for coming on the show. One last question, man. Told you at the beginning that we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about your business in the highest energy possible. (laughs) I love video testimonials, my friend. What was your experience like on the business, bros? No, this was so much fun. Uh, We had This is a great conversation. We touched on a lot of really cool things that are going to totally help your listeners do more with their automation and generate more revenue for the company so they can keep scaling and growing the business of their dreams. So thank you very much for having me. This was great. Absolutely, man. All right, ladies and gents, one more time. Scrolling across the bottom, www.time-on-target.com because it's time that you get on target. Get your automations on point. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again. Manana, peace, and we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast, but not just any podcast. 
podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.